Let's know whenever you're ready, Brenda, and we'll jump in. Hold on, let me finish. I'm chewing a tater tot. Hold on. Dear God. Sorry. How do you? <laughs> is it like a commitment to chew a tater tot? It's like one, two, and then then you're done. It's. Listen. <laughs> I'm trying to get all the nooks and crannies out of it. <laughs> I just want okay. to all this tater tot. All done. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, I'm coming back from my impromptu two-week break to uh, dive right into West uh, Round 2 for the Elite uh, Dodgeball Organization. And um, here to join me returning is Brenda and new to the uh, panel, Alyssa. Um, First of all, Brenda, let's go ahead and just introduce yourself just in case people don't know who you are. Uh, We'll start with you. My name is Brenda Kramer. I play on Finesse. Fantastic. And Alyssa, since you're new, can you just go ahead and give us your full name, team you play for, and just brief dodgeball history? Sure. My name is Alyssa Pandolfi. I play for Finesse as well. Um, I started playing dodgeball about four years ago, first recreationally in um, the Bay Area in our rec leagues, and then on Ride or Die, and now on Finesse. I was wondering because I was listening to the, uh, the the recap on the way over here to the, the studio, and I remember hearing uh, Brenda talk about um, and Alyssa, and I was like, oh, I wonder if that's who it is because I, I remember you being from the Bay Area. But um, did you have you commentated for dodgeball before? No, this is my first time. First time, awesome. Okay, cool. I forgot. I'll have to, to find out who recommended you, but somebody said you need to get Alyssa on here, so um, we did that, and I think you said you had a lot to say or you have some words, but. Uh, <laughs> It should be fun. Um, let's go ahead and just start with just like, you know, my, my typical go-to, you know, high-level question of just what was, um, let's just do like your overall thought, like your biggest takeaways from round two. And we'll start with you, Brenda. Um, I'd say the biggest takeaway is that you can never underestimate any team, no matter what uh, ball type or whatever. Um, every single team just seems to be improving a lot. And um, I, I still really enjoy the best of seven series because um, it's, it, it doesn't allow for a lot of luck. You know, it just makes every single game, you know, that much more fun to play. And we're, you know, grinding through every single game. Um, and it gives you a chance to, like, if you mess up, you can – fix it right then right then and there playing against the same team um but yeah every team seemed to have improved at least just a little bit from round one um yeah back in when we were when we were recapping round one you said that um your foam league kind of helped you with foam and uh obviously people that know you know that you're pretty much a monster with your crossfit and your your fitness um did you ramp up your your conditioning at all leading into round two or did you think different to prepare or did you feel like you had a pretty good handle coming into it? Um, no, I'm still, I'm still training a lot. Um, my trainer and I are kind of, um, tailoring my, my, my own training towards improving in dodgeball in whatever capacity that is. Um, and so we took kind of what happened at round one and how I personally felt um, like physically and mentally after the tournament. And we kind of shifted some things, added some more things, took some things out, uh, in terms of training. 
um, just to kind of prepare for uh, round two. So I think, I think in that aspect, I was, I was a little bit more prepared um, for the kind of grueling um, series and, and whatnot the whole day. The coming uh, tournament ahead. Um, and how about you, Alyssa? Um, so you've been playing for about four years, um, and you, you said you played for Ride or Die last year? Mm-hmm. And, uh, the last uh, three years before this year. Okay, so you've been, you're, not, you're, not, you're no stranger to Elite then, by any means? No. Okay, awesome. And what was your... Um, so really, really, really didn't get to get to your, your takeaways from round one, obviously, but um, what was your... How did you gauge round two? Like, How would you feel about that now that it's over and done with? Yeah, I would definitely second everything that Brenda says, just looking at the brackets and like seeing different teams' names going further in the brackets is really exciting. Um, I would also add, and I've heard this phrase tossed around, I won't say that it's mine that I came up with, but I've heard that 2019 is the year of the catch. It's been tossed around, both in co-ed and in women's, and I feel like the catching in games at this tournament especially was unbelievable. Like there were so many games decided by a catch, which was really cool and awesome to watch. Whether, I mean, you know, you hate to see a catch against your team, but sometimes you're like, that was such a good catch. I can't even be mad. Right. That was great. Um, so yeah, for me, that was definitely, um, definitely something fun to watch. So 2019 was the yearly catch. Um, just kind of a weird question. What would you say just from your own uh, opinion, what 2018 was? Oh, God. I don't even know. Um, I don't know. Cause That's if I a could, good question. Yeah, because if, if I could just put myself in your shoes, <clears throat> for me, my perception of just talking to all the other regions, 2018 was the year of, uh, this crap is serious now. And if you are not acting like a real team, <clears throat> if you're not conditioning, you're not changing your diet. You're not doing, you know, the right things that normal athletic teams do. You're not going to hang. So, um, 2018 or 19 being the year of the catch. I wonder, I'm actually going to ask that to the other panels and see if that's something that, like, if there's a, a common theme, if that's how people would uh, perceive it. But um, what about you, Brenda? Have you ever given any thoughts to that at all, or would you be able to to kind of agree or? Um, I haven't heard that yet, but I like it. It's. It's true though. Like the I think that's coming to the the forefront of my mind right now. It's not women's, but uh, in uh, in co-ed no sting, Alyssa and I also play together on Havoc, and uh, Eric Jones like single-handedly beat us in uh, round robin or not round robin in uh, in playoffs yesterday by just like catching. So. That's yeah, the year of the catch. I guess. We're gonna we're gonna roll with that, aren't we? Yeah, let's make it a thing. Let's just start hashtagging and just it, it's from, it, moving forward. Twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen is the year of the catch, and I want to find out who uh, who coined it. Yeah, it's 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 funny because um, and this is now it's gonna be a shameless plug. It was definitely not planned, but I want to do like a ball stay backed um, catch competition that was kind of inspired by Alicia De Manuel on. Basically, if you get a sanctioned competition going and you win a cat or you win the most catches per night, I'll, I'll get you a, a T-shirt. So I don't know. It's one of those things where like maybe it's just a common theme that's just kind of permeating through everybody. But um, that works out for me really well. So <laughs> shameless plug. Yeah, how how, uh, how ironic. But um, well, if it's 
kind of want to just dig a little bit more into the overall with 2019, um, or excuse me, round round two, um, just for continuity purposes. So um, last last round was run by Ali Bustamante. Did she run it again this this time as well? Yeah. Nice. And um, I, I don't know if um, kind of want I kind of want to say this one for later, but I, I, I just have to ask already. Uh, was there an issue with banana bread this time, like with Paige? <laughs> and like I don't know if you you might not be aware of that Alyssa, but there was like uh, well, we talked oh, about the, the. I'm aware. I'm yeah, aware of the <laughs> banana bread situation. Yeah, well, we we talked about banana bread gate in in the podcast, and I guess uh, <laughs> somebody brought banana bread, and Paige just consumed all of it. She needed the calories and the fuel. But was there like a repeat or did banana bread make its way to you guys again or? There was no banana bread this time. There's just none. It was a sad moment. Okay. Yeah, no banana bread, but yeah, um, there were some vegan biscuits. I don't feel like that's as exciting as banana bread. Were they still? Oh, there's some overpriced smoothies. Those smoothies are pretty good. I'll have to, they were a little, a little pricey for my taste, but oh, I have to. I have to re-listen to it again. I because I think I was supposed to be in on some kind of prank with Paige and Banana Bread, but then I also wasn't there, so that didn't help. But I do want to get back at her somehow for round three. So this is not the end of Banana Bread. Um, <laughs> and I also wanted to ask just because I was scrolling through uh, Facebook and somebody put like a weird GIF of somebody dancing, asking how Karina's forehead is. Would any of you guys know what that might be about? She like yes. lit, lit up or Alyssa, you want to take this one? Oh God, is this, do you know what it are is? Are we discussing this? I do know what it is, but are we discussing this uh, for maybe, the world? I don't. Maybe we shouldn't then, if it's uh, if it's not dodgeball related. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> awkward, I can give an, an abridged version. I can go and I can give an abridged version. Okay. What I do know is that the forehead was a warm up gone wrong in part because Karina was more tired than usual I think and we all kind of talked about this on Sunday that everyone's body was hurting like extra um and there on Saturday there was a lot of stop and go in between games um in part just because we had the three courts so there was like a lot more sitting in between games longer streaks of like three games on three games off. So muscles were tired, injuries were happening. And I believe that that is what caused Karina's forehead injury. Oh, so she, she get like, she okay. Like this isn't something we should not be joking about. Or is she like, like a little bump on the noggin or like, it was a, a little bump on the noggin. Okay, I don't I think like, it affected her too deeply. Okay, I was like, oh my god. Maybe <laughs> maybe her pride more than physically, but <laughs> okay. that's about it. Gotcha. Yeah, I was like, well, you know, it's funny games until someone says like they have a concussion or they go to the ER, and then I just feel terrible for talking about it. But I'm glad it's uh, nothing too bad. Um, well, let's go ahead and go into just the brackets, because I do want to cover both, uh, both no sting and foam, and um, kind of just want to... Kind of like we did last time. Uh, I'm not sure if you listened to Alyssa, but uh, basically, Brenda kind of just kind of walked me through her matches and what she saw. And you know, unfortunately, this is going to be kind of told through the eyes of finesse. But anything you guys notice with other other matches as well, we'd love to to go through them and just talk about the players um, as they come on and any like highlight plays. But um, one of the things that 
I think both of you had mentioned was just uh, this was not again this is not a tournament you can snooze on this is uh, you could almost say any team can can take it I'm looking at um, the the bracket here and I'm kind of comparing going back and forth between last year and I or last year last uh, last round and I'm not surprised to see you know finesse and um, invasion and pop that ride or die is, is looking like the top four or five play five teams but was there any team that stood out to you guys the most that improved the most without kind of put them in a bad light i guess we can start there like most improved teams that you guys noticed and we'll start with you brenda um sure so actually the top four um in in the bracket were invasion um blindside came in second going into playoffs um pop that took third and we took fourth um and again that just kind of goes to show um how talented all, all these teams are and you know how you can't sleep on anybody um i think like especially you know teams like uh like witness you know, they're a very, very talented team. You know, they have girls that come from, uh, from the Pacific Northwest. Um, they have Kiki on their team. Um, they have Tanya. So they're a very stacked team. Um, and somehow they, they, found, they find themselves in, like, the second round of playoffs, always facing um, one of the perennial powerhouse teams. Um, so they're always, you know, having to face a, a tough team early. Um, I think, <clears throat> I think blindside really showed out, um, pretty well. They were led by Sam Greco, um, who I think her hands finally feeling better. So they had some leadership in that, in that regard. And they have, you know, Alice and Alam who, have been playing elite for a while. Um, and, you know, Taylor's on their team and Taylor, um, she's a really good catcher. Exactly. Like Alyssa was saying, you're the catch. Like, you know, she plays in LA. So <clears throat> I don't think a lot of people know her very well, but we who, you know, play against her in our, our leagues in LA know, like, you know, you can't throw alone at Taylor, that kind of thing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it just kind of, I'll, I'll kind of let Alyssa take over um, if she wants to throw some shout outs out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm from the Bay Area, and of course, I'm looking for an excuse to talk about oh, Bay Area perfect. teams, but they did it for themselves, so I don't even need an excuse. <laughs> um, in at uh, Kelly's Women's Classic Tournament, I don't know if she's rebranding to Kelly's Tournament, but maybe she can now. Um, Ride or Die placed, I think, fourth, third, and fourth in the divisions. And then in Foam, or no, I'm sorry, in No Sting took fourth again. They're definitely showing a ton of um, improvement from last year and seeding higher in the brackets with every tournament that's happened this year. And then something super cool that happened um, for Foam was that Blackout, which is an another Bay Area team, formerly Beast Mode, uh, with only four players placed third in foam in elimination, which was amazing. Um, there were wow. a couple, or no, I think there were three people from their team who had to leave to make flights. 
because the night was going super late. So they were like, okay, whatever, we're going to do this. It's happening. And they came in third, which was amazing with four people. So huge shout out and props to them for grinding for that win. For sure, especially playing uh, two players down. Um, so did foam, did this take place on Sunday, I'm guessing then? No, on Saturday. All of women's was on Saturday. Okay, so they, they just were here for Saturday and then took off later? Yeah, I think their flights uh, were like maybe at 9.30 or 10, which seems like a reasonable time yeah, to book a flight after a dodgeball tournament, and it just wasn't. Hmm. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think unless you're driving home, like you should pretty much plan to just be there all night, especially because um, these these games are battles. I mean, um, I know we kind of talk about like how sometimes the score doesn't necessarily show that, but when you're looking at best four or seven single elimination and with the amount of competition that's there, um, you know, you can't really just say, okay, this tournament should be done by 6 p.m. because uh, definitely won't happen. And um, I definitely want to talk about blackout when we get into foam but i kind of want to go back to blindside because they just kind of looking at this um looks like they seated sixth last round and then seated uh second so literal blindside but and and you said they were kind of led by sam greco and i think you mentioned some other players are they like a mixture or are they like all arizona players or are you guys familiar with them at all aside from that yeah so they're they're a mixture of um some former players from um, Money Shot. Sybil's on that team. Um, so she also brings like a veteran presence to, uh, to Blindside. And um, some of the other girls I mentioned were um, part of uh, Trophy Wives. And um, so they all, they all kind of, you know, they all have that experience to kind of go back to um, and I think that that helps a lot in um, in round robin play, you know, because in round robin, again, it's back to two out of three. So, you know, those that are pretty used to playing that style, I think, have like an easier time of of like knowing the importance of of those three games or of taking two games off of the team. Um, and so I think they set themselves up pretty well. Um, but then, you know, they, they met Ride or Die, who again is uh, a veteran team that has been playing together forever. Um, and, you know, they are a team full of catchers. They're a team full of people that are not afraid to take a snipe, you know, people that are not afraid to, you know, to throw the ball. So it's great, um, that they're performing so well, but I also wanted to give a quick shout out to um to box cats who we finesse played against uh in the first round of <clears throat> of uh no sting single elimination in playoffs um they actually took the first two games off of us um in that uh in that series and they were very competitive they were led by um by kirsten bell who again like that's a name you hear a lot. Yeah, she's so right. she's yeah, she's fantastic. <laughs> I, I got to play with her um in uh in one of Tyler's tournaments um last year and I, you know, got to witness how much of a stud she is. So she was leading her team. I think um they they had a bunch of people that, you know, Arizona 
I don't know what you guys do out there, but you come in and you're ready to play. It's, it's, Boxcats, they also seated, um, they seated third in foam as well. So they had a really strong tournament. Yeah, Boxcats. And also, um, oh, they did, yeah. Just to go back to Kirsten Bell, I challenge anyone to find someone who looks happier when playing dodgeball. Because Kirsten, if you ever watch her play, she's just smiling and prancing around the court. Like she looks like she's having a great freaking time and it's so much fun to watch her play and play against her because I don't know, it just like makes my day. Everyone has, I mean, we see those like pictures from tournaments of everyone with serious game face. And then Kirsten is always just like a ray of sunshine, <laughs> dodging and jumping around the court. Yeah. Very prancy, very prancy. I don't know if I'll ever get in trouble for saying this, but like, have you guys ever seen the Lego movie? No. The Lego movie? Yeah. From like years no. ago. Oh dang! Can't say I have. There's a character called Unikitty, and that reminds me of Kirsten, <laughs> uh, just because I've known her for like years. Um, but like you're saying, always happy, always positive, always prancing around. But at the drop of a hat, she can just murder you too, and that's that's kind of why that that character's hilarious. But um, don't want to get into a rabbit hole with that one. Some people might might catch the reference, but uh, yeah, I was looking at box cats, and um, I think Tina. I, God, I should know her last name. I'm terrible. Like Aramboro. I should I'm just gonna kill me. So I've known her for a long time. But I think she like broke her finger uh in foam and she was saying they were doing pretty good. <laughs> she's the she's the tall one, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. She she's a good catcher, man. You should know her last name. Well, I I do, I just don't know how to say it. <laughs> and like I'm so embarrassed. Wait, this is that like, the person who posted on Dodgeball family with that post? Uh of, like so, a broken finger? Yeah. Who, by the oh. way, when she broke it, she thought it was dislocated, so she had Izzy Bentley pop it back in place. Oh, <laughs> oh God, why? Why? I'm, the no. adrenaline's there. You got to use it right then and there before you think about oh, no. it. So she's uh, she's pretty awesome and obviously very tough, and she was kind of bummed that she had to leave because um, she was kind of giving me updates oh. while, I was, while I was away. Um, is she going to kill me for not knowing her last name, though? Aramburu? You Aramburu. know it. You just don't know how to I'd, say yeah, it. Yeah, I, I just can't read french if that's what it is but um yeah then you also have uh kayla uh grace who i mean she's all right too and then um emily and joanna stevens and like i think well i mean grace has been to a lead a few times already i think for a couple of years so is emily i think joanna might be fairly new but um i play with her in foam and you're kind of asking like what we do in arizona um we just play dodgeball as much as we can, not as much as you guys do, but uh, I think that the heat and the drive all the way up to LA kind of all coalesces into good dodgeball. I, I would hope after after all this time, but um, <laughs> so that's my bias speaking. And actually, I do have one more with um, Bionic because I think uh, I have a couple Arizona players from that team as well. Um, but I noticed that they seeded 11th both this round and last round, which I mean that's awesome for consistency. But looks like they were paired up against Witness, so that was already a tough match. But did you guys get to see them at all? I think it's also um, Alicia Ellis's team from from the South. And I want to say um, Ashtar Goldrick. Mm-hmm. She's on that team. Yeah, so did you guys get to see them at all during the match or during the the bracket play or during round robin? Um, yeah, we we got to play against them. Um, I believe it was was no sting. Um, they, they also have, um, a few women from, uh, from the LA area and, and you're right. Alicia did play with them, um, from the South. 
Um, they, you know, they, they are, you know, also a veteran style team where a lot of the girls have played elite tournaments before, but they also have, um, you know, it's just anytime a new team is formed, I think you, you kind of have to see how you mesh and how you gel together. And then, um, the teams that want to get better, I think they take their experiences and, uh, their experiences from like a prior round and then they look at it and they try to figure out, okay, how can we improve upon, you know, this or this skill or that skill or, you know, can we call some plays or things that we can do to take out certain players on different teams? Um, and I think that's, I think that's what, um, what union might've done, uh, because you mean onion, <laughs> onion. Yeah. <laughs> No, they weren't. Yeah. They they got their they got their full name back. They um they came to play, absolutely came to play this weekend. Um, I know we're staying in no sting, but when we get to foam, uh, oh, you wow. know, definitely yeah. want to talk about them for Good sure. Been sitting there, and yes, yeah, so I think you caught me kind of putting notes because I was looking at last bracket. Union got 16th. Um, for anybody that might be listening, that doesn't don't know why I said Onion last last round. Somebody just has used for o's and so i kept saying onion and it just made a big fool of myself and it was hilarious but um it's uh kind of like we were saying i think now between round two and three and potentially next year is when you'll see teams actually sit together start to do better and to go from 16th seed to ninth seed clearly they probably took some notes home practice got that uh, cohesion going and it looks like it showed and I'm, I'm really curious to hear about it when we transition into foam and um excuse me, going back to, to blindside, you know, I'm thinking, I'm looking at it through like the lens of, oh, this is a new team. How did they get second C? But when you listed all the players, I'm like, okay, these are vets that are used to each other, play together for a long time. So that makes sense. Um, and I don't think there's any new teams from this round. Um, I'm not sure if you or Alyssa can confirm that. I think they're, they've all been here previously. So I think Cherry Bomb was new. Um, there was a team... Uh, that was in Arizona that we never had to play against. They were playing, they wore all red and I don't remember their team name. Hot tamales. Hot, yeah. Oh, it was hot tamales. Yep. Yeah. So they weren't there, but cherry bomb um, was there. Yeah. Cherry so, bomb was their last round too. Um, where is that? Is cherry bomb a type of candy also? Because that's awesome. Sounds like it would be. I don't know why I would not. And it looks like they had a pretty good run against uh, Blindside, taking two points off of them before they lost four to two. Yeah. Um, well, let's get into some of the the actual matches that you guys had. Um, so off the bat, actually, I'm gonna pick on you guys a little bit. Uh, what what happened? Like going from first seed last round to fourth. Uh, I think you kind of mentioned you just some teams kind of just showed up and, and brought it a little bit more than they were used to, or did you guys have like a couple of hiccups or can you kind of explain what happened if that impacted you guys at all, or just what was your take on coming into this bracket as fourth? Yeah, I can go first. I think one of, and I kind of alluded to this previously, but I think, and I feel like a lot of teams felt this. It was really hard to get into a groove when you were playing just because of the stop and go nature mm. of round two. Like in round one, we would have, I think, max like two games off at once. 
So if you talked about something as a team, it was really quick to get back on the court, address it and be like, oh yeah, that gelled, that worked. But in this tournament, we would kind of like talk and then someone would be refing, other people would be stretching. We would have, you know, 15 minutes, half an hour of just downtime and then kind of come back and have to get it back together again. And that felt, it just felt harder in different ways, um, both physically and as like trying to find a flow as a team. That's a really good point. Brenda, you- oh, good. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say that that's actually a really good point. I, I didn't pick up on it the first time when you kind of mentioned that, like how I gonna say like jarring that could be, but like you can definitely tell. So from my experience, you know, Rise, they're, they're always together, except for the couple that might be refing. And other teams do this too, but they, they just stick out my memory since I've known them for like 80 years. But uh, they're always together and they always have that like, that, that the team stays in the same area versus, you know, some other teams like people are refing, people are shagging, people are, you know, hanging on the parking lot. And I just wonder, like, you can't, I don't know if you can measure it, but just the teams that can actually stick together, talk about what happened, go apply it immediately in the next game, or just uh, not be distracted by a million other things. Like, I wonder if that's another thing we could start pointing to. Like, oh, you know, if you guys get that chance to to stay together uh, in between games, if that's going to make or break um, or make the difference between performing well and not. But clearly you guys did something to kind of correct that. So um, did you have some input on that too, Brenda, or did that even phase you at all? Because I know every time I ask you if, if something that I think would phase you, you're just like, no, nah, it didn't bother me, just focused on the mission at hand. No, it didn't bother me, just focused on the mission at hand. Yeah, I figured it's already, you knew it. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, no, I, I, um, I completely agree with what Alyssa's saying. Um, I think more than just um, the break being, you know, hard because people were repping and whatnot, it, it does physically take a toll when you're constantly going from adrenaline rushes to dumps and rush to dumps. So it's like your body physically, you know, um, it runs a little bit better when you aren't stopping and going and stopping like that. Right. Um, um, but that's just like a physiological thing. I think um, it definitely does help when the team's able to to stay together, talk about something, and then go fix it. And I think that's why in um, in the playoffs, it was a little bit more our style where, you know, like, like I said, we dropped two to box cats right away and then we finally found our rhythm again. Um, and we were able to close it out with the next four wins. And then, um, you know, this, it's just, it's hard, you know, if you picture like, um, like a basketball game where, where that's kind of like how I, how I compare or like a volleyball game or something. Um, you know, the players that, that sit and have to come off the bench, they have to like really be ready. Like, and it's hard, it's hard to, it's hard to be like that. Um, I don't think a lot of us were used to that. Um, so it's something that we're going to have to talk about and figure out, you know, because we don't know going into the tournaments what the situation of the number of courts is going to be. So that might happen to us again, and we are probably going to have to figure out a way to stay warm the whole time. 
Yeah, it's actually so you know, kind of talking about how last you know, 2018 was you know, unofficially the year of the holy crap, this is real, or taking this seriously. I, there's so many other factors now that just go beyond. Okay, eat right, you know, work out, condition yourself, play dodgeball, throw hard, catch everything. You also have to factor in, you know, like you have to do intel, you have to watch film, you have to think about how this venue is going to be a little bit different than the last venue, and then also, okay, it, now we have to figure out how do we stay warm when we have to play a game sit for like 20 minutes, get cold, and then jump in and not have a team get the jump on us. And I guess fortunately that's probably one of the good things about um, single elimination that we kind of talked about too. It's like you may give up a, a game or two. I don't want to say on accident because um, I definitely don't want to take away from box cats, but you get a chance. Oh, not to re- at all. No, they, they earned every single win that they got on us for sure. Right. But you still had a chance to like kind of gather your thoughts, so to speak, or rally rally everybody and, and pull through with that win. Otherwise, you guys wouldn't, wouldn't have been knocked out if that was two out of three, I imagine. Um, so th- so there's that. But, yeah, I just wonder um, one of those things, like, what, what will we see in the future? Are we going to see more teams kind of, like, warming up or, you know, teams lounging around or just, you know, what do you do to stay warm? So that's definitely uh, more more things to consider down the road. But um, I know it was a while ago, Alyssa, I kind of cut you off an accident, but did you have any more input on that? Um just the, the variance in seating or uh no i think i think that was it gotcha well, let's go ahead and get into the like just the specific matches that you guys had um because i definitely want to talk about fuego um looking at again last last bracket they seeded fifth looks like they did that again so i, I dare to say they're pretty consistent but what was your match against them like um you know i see four to two but um and this can go for, for either of you if you want to tag team it, just how that matchup went and who are some of the key players that you can recall uh, from that match. Um, well, Fuego, they're always a really competitive team, and every game against them, um, it's a tough match. You know, they're, they're seasoned. They play really well together. They feed off each other really well. Um, they picked up Sarah from uh, formerly Trophy Wives, who holds down um, a sick corner. Like She's very crafty and very hard to get out. Um, and then you know they're led by Christina Simos and Ryan Johnson, who um, are veterans in themselves and really good leaders and team leaders. And then they also have uh, Jess Sexton, who um, is one of the best Dodgers in the game. Uh, Great arm, great catcher, uh, very, very good athlete. Um, And then they have Elena Meeks, who hit me in the face, and I'll never forgive her for that. Um, Terrible person. Awful. Yeah. No, our friendship is over. So, (laughs) And she knows it. Um, And then they also have Emmy Zappa, and, uh, you know, she's a stud, can't throw at her by herself. You know, she, she'll catch everything that comes at her. Yeah. And she'll make and it look really flashy and have one leg straight up in the air and it'll be an amazing <laughs> meme competition. Oh yeah. No, for sure. Um, she's like a human pretzel. That's a good way to put totally. it. She like, when she like, will kind of like kneel and lean back. I'm just like, wow, I don't think I've ever been able to do that in my life. And I'm like, I guess on the older side of dodgeball players now, <laughs> but she's consistently the last person in. She's such a tricky out 
and her counters and snipes are like since she's started playing more competitively like they've become so accurate and she'll get you every time when you least expect it definitely just gotta pay attention to her at all times and just throw like three feet underneath her just to potentially get her no because then she'll balance on one toenail and catch you so. yeah there you go yeah exactly they also um they also picked up um a girl named parker who i i forgive me if i'm wrong on this but i feel like she just started playing a few months ago i don't i don't know for sure but i'd never seen her play until kelly's tournament a couple weeks ago um and i don't think i've ever seen someone pick up dodgeball so quickly and so easily so I don't know if she just started playing, but if she did, she's she's definitely w- someone to watch out for. And who is this again? I'm sorry. Her name's Parker. Parker. I don't know her last name or anything because um, she's always, I think she was wearing Elena's jersey or maybe she's wearing Jess's jersey, but she's just like very athletic and kind of picked up on the game really fast and really well. Um, She's good. She's got a really good good cannon. Might be a stretch, but Falcon Parker, maybe? Uh, but that's from a, that's somebody from another region, I think. And I Maybe. That's only coming up because I don't know how you forget a name with Falcon like that. That's a fantastic name. So I I don't know if that's her maybe, but I'm sure somebody will correct me and um you remind me of, of, of Shelby Grimes. I remember, like, I got to the point in the recap earlier when I was listening about her. Did you get to see any of her, her plays? Because I think she was not new, but I think she was one of the players to look out for that was kind of, um, I don't want to say barely getting mentioned, but um, getting more noticed. Um, any any input on her by chance, Brenda? Or yeah. Um, yeah, Shelby Grimness. Grimness. She's, oh, my God. Yeah, God, I got guys. the pronunciation. I asked. Okay. I did my research. Um, yeah, she actually played on Aztecs, who um, they were led by MJ Rios and Sumsum. And my girlfriend actually played her first elite tournament, and she played on their team. So that was really fun. <laughs> um, and they, they, they did really well. They did so well. Um, but, yeah, Shelby's like – she's like the same kind of player – in terms of like when she's on the court by herself, like you never call out like, Hey, throw it Shelby by herself. Like you're always going to put two balls um, on, on, on her. So um, yeah, she did really well um, nice. in this tournament for sure. It's awesome. Do you, uh, do you guys get competitive, like watching each other play or does it phase you at me, all? Were you just there for business? Me, who me and my girlfriend, Jen. Yes. Yep. Well, she's cooler than me in like all the ways so we definitely don't get competitive but you can all like whenever she does something i i scream like too loud like way too loud <laughs> but i'm just so excited that i just start screaming nice yeah, I noticed that you, uh, Brenda, have you posted anything on the dodgeball family thread about relationships in dodgeball, or have you been selectively quiet? 
Listen, I haven't written anything yet because I'm afraid if I do, um, I might lose my spot on finesse and you guys are going to pick Jen up and I don't think I can handle that right now. So we've I talked see. about it. Hmm. I see. I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll, um, <laughs> we'll dig into that one. I'm curious now, but uh, I'll leave it. Uh, well, speaking of research, um, Tina's last name is, is pronounced Arambaru. So, <laughs> redemption time for me there. Just had to. Is that fr- that's not French. That is all. not French. No. Ever. Well, that's the least French thing I've ever heard. Listen, I <laughs> have no excuse. <laughs> I'm just a terrible person. You got me. Uh, moving on. Then uh, <laughs> give me off the X here. Um, let's talk about your battle with invasion. What was that like? Alyssa, you want this one? Sure. Um, I think going into this game, we were definitely remembering Round Robin, uh, Invasion to Otis and Round Robin. And it was one of those, like, correct me if I'm wrong, Brenda, but it was one of those ones where we were, like, coming off of a three-game sit. Mm. And then it happened, we were like, what just happened? Get it together. Mm -hmm. Um, So coming back into this game, we were like, okay, focus we know what we need to do um playing invasion is so challenging because they're such a dynamic team i like everyone on that team can pop out clutch catches everyone on that team isn't afraid to go up to the line and push your team back and everyone on that team is a pretty skilled dodger so just going into that game like having all that in mind we kind of had our work cut out for us. Um, from what I can remember, I think we, and Brenda, correct me if I'm wrong, I think we went up 2-0, and then they came back and took one, and it went back and forth for the rest. That sounds right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just, you know, Invasion's one of those teams that, again, has such a, has such a, a way about them that, you know, they can, they can catch you off guard. And if they catch you off guard, then um, all of a sudden you are down six players to one. So, um, you know, and it, um, they, they're definitely led by, you know, Kate, Gong, and Nicole, Chasen, but um, I don't think enough can be said about um, like Joanna Munoz, who has just turned her game up a notch completely. Like, you know, she works that corner, and um, you know, you can't sleep on her because now her, she's got such a good cannon that if she lets it rip on you, like you're done. Um, and so it's, they're, they're a fun team to play against because we match up very differently against each other. Um, and that, you know, forces, you know, our team to, you know, have to stay within ourselves and not try to match their style. Um, you know, so it's just, you know, it's, it's like, 
it's just two really seasoned, powerful teams going against each other. Um, so it's always a fun, it's always a fun game against them. This is one of those battles where, like, you know, people that can't watch just kind of just stuck, just staring, seeing who's going to win because it could be, it could be anybody at any time. Yeah, I think I think that um, we provide um, a lot of good, you know, catches and throws and and teamwork and and that kind of thing on both ends. Um, so being able to to beat them um, in uh, in the playoffs, it felt really good, especially like Alyssa said, because we you know, did not play well against them uh, in in the round robin. Gotcha. And it looks like from, from last round, it was, you know, four to three. So they almost took you guys uh, for the championships. So kind of being able to, you know, move them out of the way, finish a little bit stronger than uh, with your 4-2 win this time. Um, just seemed mm-hmm. like you had the better hand. And uh, I mean, I don't know what else you can expect when you're playing against teams um, that have, you know, Team USA gold medal winners. So that's... Uh, that's a huge feat for anybody. Um, yeah, we hey, we got some of those ourselves too, though. Yeah, this yeah, is true. we do. So gold on gold, awesome. I mean, in the long run for us, like for us on the outside, yay, Team USA wins all the time because of <laughs> these awesome players. But um, yeah, it's uh, I feel like if I, may be, if I may be so bold, it could be one of those. It could be anybody's game. Like it's just who's gonna make that extra catch or that extra throw or or what have you to to turn everything around. But totally. um, you guys didn't get to play pop that last time. So it looks like you got to this time. And do you guys remember what the score was by any chance? Because it's not written on the, the bracket here. Mm, it was either 4-1 or 4-2. It's a pretty decisive win. I guess it might be, um, be fair to say. Or do you remember what that match was like? It definitely... Uh... I don't. I don't like using the term decisive because that kind of puts a, you know, like a negative spin on it. Um, because you know the score doesn't always reflect how tight some games were um, in any aspect in any game. Um, uh, but I think once we were able to beat Invasion. Um, our confidence was was way up, and I think I think everyone on our team kind of was firing on all cylinders, and um, you know our plays were working, and we were all listening to each other really well. Um, Alyssa, you wanna you wanna take some? Yeah, I from I mean, a lot of this weekend is a blur as most tournaments become, but I feel like <laughs> the things that I remember from this match and from foam, I tend to play more on the right side. And I feel like I just spent every time we played pop that or what was the other team? Uh, FTFB. I feel like I was just constantly staring at Azalea and Rachel because they have such cannons and they're such smart players that you never know what's going to happen or what they're going to do. They're, pump fakes are on point their snipes and counters are on point and they dodge really well they catch really well so just playing up against them like you could feel the pressure from that left side the entire time Mm -hmm. i also do recall that there were a series of extremely unfortunate headshots in this game Mm -hmm. and 
it was, I mean, you want, I'll speak for myself because I've read a couple of controversial threads about headshots in, in the recent past. I feel like when it comes to headshots for myself, do I like getting people out? Yes. Do I want to blast people in the face? No. And it just felt like every, I think we had like two or three poor Shannon, Shannon, I love you. Shannon got hit in the face a lot. And then still got up and smiled and was like, no, that was a great game. Let's do it again. And yeah. that's what I remember in the high five line in between games. Yeah, I kind of, I don't want to sort of pop about headshots, but like, I agree with you. I'll, I'm obviously you want to celebrate the out, but I normally don't go for the face just because I, I don't want to win that way. Like very rarely will I go for somebody's face, like intentionally. If I hit them in the head, it's usually an accident because they, they, um, I don't know, they ducked or they, they jumped or I was trying to throw away from them. But um, I don't know, Brenda, do you, do you have any weigh in on, on headshots and where you stand with those? Uh, well, I just told you that I ended my friendship with Elena because of it. <laughs> <This is> true. <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean. I don't like headshots. I myself have had many concussions. Um, not all dot, mostly not dodgeball related, but you know, prior athletic, uh, athletic related. Um, so I actually wear a headband that's padded um, because of all the headshots and, uh, and all the head trauma that I've experienced. Um, so I tend to be very sensitive about, about headshots and I same like with you, Steve, I really try not to like, you know, aim high, but you know, sometimes it, your arm's tired or something and the, the throw just doesn't end up coming off your hand the right way. And it just kind of soars up. And if someone jumps or, you know, it, it accidents happen sometimes like that um um so you know and i and i understand that that happens on some people's ends as well you know on against our team um but i know this topic is very controversial but just for my personal like outside of dodgeball life you know i try to be very sensitive to um people that have experienced many head traumas because it's more than just getting hit in the face or, you know, a concussion. Like there's a lot of um, after effects that I personally have experienced and we can talk about that another time. But, um, but yeah, so like when Shannon, you know, takes a couple shots to the face, like I'm always, you know, as her friend, I, I like deep inside, I'm like, God, like that hurts, and I and I hope that she's not suffering outside of dodgeball or anyone suffering outside of dodgeball from getting a headshot, um, because that it's a brutal world post traumatic head injury. Um, but yeah, I, I know we didn't mean to go down that road, so we can figure our way out of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I just wanted to like dip my toe in and then and then get out of there before I uh, before we get stuck. But um, 
All right, so let's go ahead and, and move into to foam uh, real quick. And we kind of talked about some of the teams uh, previously when we were kind of doing like the overall uh, before we got into Nosting. But I kind of just want to do the same thing as we did with Nosting, and I just kind of talk about the, your point of view. So looks like your first matchup was against uh, Fuego. And um, going back just a little bit, Brenda, was it, was, it, was it still hard for you or was it ever hard for you to switch from Nosting to foam? Well, throwing the ball, the ball, the weight, like for anyone that says it's not different, it's completely they're, different. They're wrong. Yeah, it's very, it's completely different. So, um, I, I definitely felt the effects of it on Sunday, um, from going from nosting to foam. Um, I noticed that my, like my bicep was a little bit more fatigued and sore than than it was like in Kelly's tournament where we started with foam. Right. Um, but it, that, you know, that kind of takes some, that takes some getting used to the ball again. Um, um, but yeah, I think, you know, once, once you kind of get back into the swing of like what we're actually doing here, which is playing dodgeball, then the throws and everything kind of, you know, you kind of get back to it, but I noticed the balls, um, they were super light. They felt a lot lighter than usual. Um, but again, that could have just been because I went from we went from nosing to foam. Yeah, just just to um, back what you said, it um, there is a definite difference, and foam is substantially lighter than nosing. They're they're not the same and same. I mean, different trajectory and different type of release and and all that good stuff. But um, I actually wanted to ask you, Alyssa, uh, to. Um, do you have a preference? Like, is, is nosing more your game versus foam, or, or do you? Yeah, I mean, I definitely like foam. It's for sure the ball that I'm less experienced in. In the okay. Bay Area, we don't have any foam leagues, so it's either nosing or we have one 8.5 league, one yes. night a week. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, we're doing a ton of nosing. I wouldn't say I dislike foam. I just don't have as much experience with it. So it's definitely something that we're kind of now starting to talk about getting more experience within the Bay right? and maybe even like introducing it on a night of rec dodgeball. Who would think? Um, <laughs> How about it that? Is, I feel like it's really fun to play. I, I mean, I can't grip an 8.5 ball to save my life. So to have another type of ball to play with is really fun and challenging. And it brings kind of like a newness to the sport of like oh like i if i feel good about nosing like i still need to master this or it's like that added challenge that i think a lot of other people might feel when they go and play 8.5 instead of nosting um but yeah i definitely enjoy it it is for sure rough on the arm to go from nosting to foam i think there were a few times when I threw and I was like, huh, interesting. Cannot feel my fingers anymore. Oh, Don't know why. Maybe all. I have nerve damage. <laughs> um, and cool. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. Neat. <laughs> similarly to Brenda, I had a slight, <laughs> slight bicep issue on Sunday. Shout out to Paige Peterson for that great deep tissue massage you gave me. Um, yeah, it was, it was a rough go of it on Sunday. And I think again, like, looking back at at round one, it didn't seem to be that big of a deal. Like I didn't feel 
Sunday was hard, but not as hard as it was this time. And I'm wondering just if having the women's classic two weeks before this tournament meant that like a lot of women, especially didn't have the recovery that they usually have Hmm. in between these like big nonstop go, go, go weekend tournaments. Um, So I'm definitely on the men and on the recovery right now coming out of this tournament as compared to round one. Gotcha. Yeah, I was uh, initially laughing because when you said when I threw my first foam ball, I thought like maybe it just went three feet in front of you or 80 <laughs> feet in the air to the far left, not nerve damage. So I didn't mean to laugh at that part. I was like, oh, no, it's <laughs> fine. Please laugh at my nerves. I yes. hope <laughs> Please laugh at my expense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> well, um, kind of wanted to talk about real quick just some of the, the differences that I saw. Um, because I remember, it looks like Scrap took first last last round, but they took nine. Um, do either of you guys remember seeing them play this round? Like, do you know what could have pointed to that or how they looked? Because I remember they, they were kind of like a topic of discussion at first last round, so I just wanted to kind of visit them real quick before we moved into your, your actual, like, pathway. So are you referring to, like, the Scrap-FTFB combo or just Scrap on its own for this one? Um, either or. What was the, what do you mean the FTFB combo? Like the the matchup or? Well, no, just because the, so the team Scrap and FTFB are a mix up of Pop That and Invasion players. And each tournament for Foam, they're remixing. Oh, I see. So in round one, the team that was Scrap was different. Some players were shifted from round one to this team. And then the same with FTFB. That's interesting. Huh, okay, so it's same same name, but but different team switching back and forth between two teams. That's kind of cool. Probably drives Mark crazy, but <laughs> interesting. Okay, so hmm, because that that might be a loaded question. Like, oh well, what was the difference this time? But I don't want to really call anybody out. Um, let's see. I think we might just unless you guys have anything to say about about this this squad or this version of scrap we could probably just move into your matchup against um fuego yeah i don't actually Alyssa. i don't know if did we face scrap in in um uh round robin i, I don't i don't know if we did i know we I played F- ftfb in round robin I don't even know. I'm still I'm still picturing one team as a team from the first round because <laughs> I remember it was all of the short people and then Brittany and then the yeah. other team had all the tall people and I can't even tell you which one it was because they're they all wear a black long sleeve shirt with a different white logo. Huh. So I can't even picture like what was on the shirt to distinguish between them. Just the way you I think if you I, if I you wanted that, to discuss something, it could be the mystery of what is FTFB. That's weird. I was just going to ask because I don't think we solved that I last, saw that. last round. What, uh, yeah. Do we know what, they, what that is? I've heard speculation. Is, is this PG-rated speculation? Uh, not entirely. Let me get the uh, bleeper ready <laughs> and uh, go ahead and spout out uh, what you think it might be. Spell out? Or, or or say it out. I meant, um, what, what do you think FTFB means? 
I've heard that it could mean. Okay. <laughs> Bleaching weird. out most of that, but is all right. This, wait, is this, is, this, <laughs> is, this, is this official right now? This is like on air or off air? Well, I mean, I'm definitely going to bleep that part. So okay, people just have to put I saw bad in boy. Your notes as like, uh, you can add the, like, the jokes or inside joke thing. So I didn't know if you wanted to like discuss it. Uh, you know, I might bleep the whole thing but, out and see if people just want to guess. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I think like stirring the pot on like creative interpretations, I feel like. The mystery of it is half the fun. Yeah. What you know, is FTFB? I'll uh I'll just believe the whole thing. That way people can't put together the words and That's funny. Do that. Yeah. I'm gonna do that. But for for me that I got to hear it, that that seems like a viable candidate. I would uh I, I'd go with that. Um who's who's the captain of that team? It changes. Dang it. Yeah. That doesn't help me at all. Every time. <laughs> This non-existent existent team that rotates rosters and, and names and acronyms and very well then. Um, well, let's go ahead. Let's go into your your match against Fuego with with foam. Because uh, I think you played against them. Yeah, it's four two and no sting. What was the difference uh, this round with foam? If you guys can remember, I think that. Um... Like once we kind of got things rolling with foam again, I think it really took us um, round robin to recover from from no sting. Um, but once we got our seed and everything for playoffs, um, uh, most of our team uh, finesse. We we do play foam a lot, um, and. Alyssa, for someone that doesn't play foam, you pick it up very, very well, like expertly. So, Splenda. Um, no, you're welcome. <laughs> um, Go on, continue to talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Keep going. Um, <laughs> continue. <laughs> but so I think, um, I think we kind of we pit, we we got we got our foam, you know, our foam fix in. Um, once, uh, once round Robin was over and playoffs started, we kind of realized like, okay, we're back in like the, what's the task at hand? The task at hand is to, you know, win advance, keep going. Um, so having played Fuego, um, I think, uh, having played Fuego in, in no sting was, was, uh, was helpful for us because then we kind of got to see, um, their style and um, you know what kind of their approach was going to be for this tournament um, in picking up Sarah, um, and I think you know we finesse kind of um, are able to adapt pretty fast, like in best of seven series when we kind of see how things are going, um, we're able to um, kind of fix things on uh, as we go. So playing against Fuego, um, I, from what I can remember, um, we had a lot of catches, and I think that helped us. Um, you know, catches kind of catch. changed the momentum of everything. So I think those catches really, um, really kind of helped us gain our confidence. And then we started hitting, uh, like, we started hitting, uh, hitting our shots, getting our spots, like things were kind of flowing for us. Nice. 
Yeah, it looks like um, you guys dropped a seed placement from last last round, six to seventh, but uh, doesn't look like that really affected you too much because, um, and again, I know it says four zero, but I'm sure each each match was a or each uh, game was a was a battle. But you moved on to Blindside, who um, would, is it fair to say that they brought the same intensity as they did going into uh, from no sting into foam? Like were they pretty much the same team, just different ball style, or what can you remember from that team and from that matchup? Um, Alyssa, you want to take it? Sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe they were also playing a person down because Taylor was suffering from severe leg cramps. Ew. She, so she was, yeah, she had her, she was cramping up all day. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think she ended up playing in the game, but she was just not herself at all. Um, so it was hard for it was hard for them, I think, because she's such a important part of their team, and to have her not being able to like perform the way that she usually does, I think is hard. Was hard for them. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like because Taylor's the person who's. I mean, if you throw at Taylor anywhere above the knees or below the neck, you need to reevaluate your life choices. You pay for it. But I feel like she's. Con- there was at least one game that I know I watched this weekend where she made like a game saving catch at the end of the game. Cause she was the last person in. So to not have her during elimination, when you like need those clutch plays, I think was challenging for them, but also they beat us the first game and we turned around and we were like, wait, there's only five of them. What is going on? <laughs> so it was one of those, like what Brenda was saying of like, we're like in those moments, like we're super adaptive to like, oh, this is what keeps happening. Like, we need to address that. And I think that's definitely one of the strengths of our team that, like, gets us further in bracket play. Um, I personally have never, like, not being a foam player, haven't played against Sam Greco before. And I know just from noticing her reputation as a catcher, but holy cow, like, her, I, and it could be the same in noticing, I've never noticed it, but her throws in foam blew me, like, blew me away. I had no idea that she had that much of a cannon. And it was really awesome to see her stepping up as a thrower where I feel like in past seasons, she's been like a catcher who kind of also hangs back and is that last person on the court catching teammates back in. Um, Also notable players were Alice Chung in the corner. Like her, she puts so much pressure on you, like trying to make a play call. And then there she is bobbing there in the corner of your eye, making you, really anxious every time you're trying to think straight. Um, Those are the two players I remember really standing out in that series as putting pressure on us as a team. Yeah. Sam's pretty, pretty awesome, really good player all around and a phenomenal catcher. And I was was wondering if she was still playing. Um, She's kind of in and out of the local scene here in in AZ. I think she played in the, Foam and no sting leagues. I'm not sure. Memory's a little fuzzy, but um, it's always good to hear her name. I mean, it's, it's good to hear anybody from Arizona giving you guys a hard time. Makes me happy. <laughs> um, ta- going back to Taylor, the one, the person that was um, had the cramps. Um, what was her last name? Pascara. Pascara. Is she LA or Bay Area? Where's she from? Do we know? Yeah, she's from LA. Got it. It's a new name. Pascara. Gotcha. Not uh, not French. So, Piscara should be able to. It, it could be. Who knows? 
they're all French. Um, every every name is, is French based. But um, <laughs> let's let's go into uh, to Cherry because you kind of you both mentioned that they were pretty awesome Cherry Bomb uh, for foam. But um, from your your standpoint, um, what do you guys remember from them? Uh, and this could be from your match or just from what you guys had seen um, in round robin or, or throughout the bracket. Um. Well, they were. They were comprised. Did we, we didn't uh, play them until bracket. I don't think either. Right? No, we didn't. didn't get we them definitely we didn't. No. Hmm. Um, but they were comprised of a couple different girls, um, a few from LA that play in like the local leagues out here, um, and then some other some other women I wasn't super familiar with, but. Um, yeah, they, I'm not sure how they finished in no sting, but they came out firing in, in foam. And I think took advantage of the fact that other teams, you know, didn't have as much foam experience. Like, I don't even know if they had that much foam experience, but, um, I think that, um, you know, those teams that, that are, notoriously like no sting teams um who take to foam the fastest are the ones that are like the most successful in uh in the foam in the round uh, in elite rounds gotcha yeah it definitely looked like they improved considerably because they looking at last round they didn't go past the first round they lost to invasion um in no sting and then in to ftfb for foam, and then they seeded 14th as well. But this round, they seeded uh, 11th and beat Onyx, um, then Aztec. So they obviously, obviously went a little bit further. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't have the score, so I'm not really sure how much of a hard time they might have given you guys. But the fact that they were contending for third is, is saying a lot too. Uh, looks like they almost they almost took third, two to two to one. So. I think that Cherry Bomb is the single-handed reason why the tournament went until 9.30. They, I remember Allie kind of like walking around. I was watching the Blackout FTFB game and that game had ended and we were waiting, waiting, waiting for the Cherry Bomb Aztecs game so that the, so that we could play the winner of that game. And Blackout was already set in the third place game and then cherry bomb was two two rounds behind i think because all of their bracket play was so intense like in both their first series and their second series it went to three out of four games and they won the fourth game to move on and those games were just so intense like they were a super i guess i want to say scrappy team but not scrap as in the scrapped team but like scrappy as in coming back and like grinding and working really hard and that definitely showed in them advancing this far in their this was did you Brett, did you say this was their first or second tournament so i think that they were this was, their, this was their second but they brought um they brought some different players this time hmm. yeah really awesome outcome for like being that new to an elite tournament i'll say i mean and Again, to go from being knocked out first round, last round, uh, round one, to contending for third, I mean, fourth place, that's, that's, that's a heck of an improvement, especially against some of these other teams that have you know been around for, for a little bit longer that we talked about. Um, 
not not to take away from them by any means, but yeah, three to four against Onyx, three to four against Aztecs. I don't have the score for you guys, unfortunately, but two to one, I mean, making every single match count and, and fighting for every single win. I'm sure, they gave uh, they frustrated a lot of teams, and um, just like you said, probably is one of the reasons why um, it went so long. But um, what do you guys remember from from the finals match um, against FTFB? I mean, that looked like that was a battle. Just again, not like not saying that the score tells you that, but four to three looks like it was pretty close. Um, can you kind of walk me through that one? Yeah, um, it was a it was a tough game. <laughs> it was back and forth like every game. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I just remember you. I feel like when you're playing and your team is like slightly ahead especially in this four out of seven format because you have so much further to go just to like move on to the next level you get that feeling when your team is like oh we have one more person on the court than the other team like i feel slightly at ease and then all of a sudden like somebody makes a sketch you're like oh my god yeah i have so much anxiety right now what's happening and it was it was like that the entire time i couldn't i I was, I mean, like, if anyone wasn't exhausted at that point, I want whatever pre-workout they're drinking. <laughs> but I just felt like the entire time it was stressful, exciting, stressful to play, exciting to play, and, like, amazing plays on both sides to watch. Nice. Yeah, it was definitely a battle of, like, um, I guess, like, who who could outlast the other team. Um, and I think it was a great, it was definitely a great matchup um, because at that point, like, like I said, we had kind of come into our own and, and back in our, in our foam, um, in our foam ways. But um, from the, it was three, three. And I remember, um, we, I think we had an opportunity to kind of, it might've been, we had three and they had two. We had like an opportunity to close things out. And I think someone threw a catch. Azalea caught someone, I forget who. Someone got one of our other players out. And then all of a sudden it was like Alyssa was saying, all of a sudden it was like two FTFB versus one finesse. So, you know, and they, having been seasoned in in foam and having gone and played on team USA and won gold and whatnot, like and led by, you know, led by Nicole Chasen, who um, is one of the people that is on the selection committee of Team USA. Obviously she has, you know, an extensive background in being successful in the sport. Um, she definitely led them and you know, helped players like um, like Angelique really shine in foam. Like she really, really stepped up to the plate. Um, you know, a lot of the player like I don't know how they shuffled up their teams, but FTFB ended up being um, almost predominantly invasion players minus Azalea. Hmm. Um, that from what I can remember right now, and I, I know I'm missing somebody, but um, I'm just picturing. Uh, oh, Lauren Hoffman. Lauren Hoffman was on their team as well, and so she's 
you know, she always provides a threat. You know, you all, you can never just throw one ball at Lauren. Like you always have to kind of plan your attacks. And then they have Katie. They had Katie Sanchez, who again is from Arizona. So obviously hey. you like her better than you like anyone else. Um, that's talking to you, Steve. I, I mean, I was like, I, I don't know how to. Yeah. No. Wait. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Also known like, yeah, I can't say it on the podcast, but it's true. I, I love Katie. I mean, I've known her for 10 years now. Went to her wedding with Tony in Rocky Point. So, yeah, but uh, <laughs> I, I knew st- it. I still like you a lot, Brenda and Alyssa. Oh, so. thanks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's a, she's they're just a but it was just a team full of like leadership. And so, you know, when Azalea made it a very clutch catch it was like okay well <laughs> we gave it our best shot <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what can you do i mean you're facing off against that kind of talent yeah yeah i was but wondering because that's uh, not to, that's not to say that we didn't like you know play our play well you know like we did play well they just played really well yeah they just had a little little more there going their way that day, I guess, or that, that night or evening. Yeah. Yeah. And then again, it's be maybe different story if it was four, zero, four, one, but three to four is pretty, looks like a, again, just on paper, it looks like a pretty solid matchup. And I'm noticing last, last round, it was uh scrap against um, you guys in the finals. And then I almost want to say maybe it was like the same, same players. I'd have to look at the lineup and maybe look at some of the footage and see like if it was the same team, just different, different name or what that was about. But I'm really curious, um, how the, like the top four team rule roster changes, whatever might impact this at all. But that, that's a whole can of worms. I don't really want to necessarily open right now, but, um, <laughs> cause I'm sure that'd be fun. Sorry, Mark in advance, maybe, but, um, well, I heard a rumor. Is it is that rumor true, Brenda? That there's not women's foam will not be at nationals and does not affect standings. Is that true? Huh. I don't know. I've heard that as well. Um, I'm not sure what they're gonna do with it. Maybe round three will be like a finals of foam. I'm not sure. Oh, so foam's um, not gonna be at nationals potentially. That's what we we're thinking. That's yeah, I think they're they're keeping it the same to keep coed eight point five at nationals is what mm. I've heard. But you know, who knows these things? Not, not me. Any of us for sure. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not being coed. I really have no <laughs> idea. So um hmm. Well, I take that can of worms back and kinda of want to open up another one then. Just wonder if uh foam is gonna become a national thing next year, but that's all Maybe for another time, because, yeah, I mean, shoot, we're already going into a day and a half for, for the West, so it's just a lot of dodgeball to, to try to get out of the way. But um, well, I think that's all I had as far as, you know, the brackets and um, just kind of recapping everything from your guys' perspective. But um, as we start to wrap up, and we'll start with you, Brenda, was there any, like, final thoughts that you had for round two going into round three or anything that you wanted to, to throw out there before we uh, wrap up? Um, I just think that that women's dodgeball is moving in a really positive direction. Um, 
I think the fact, like I said, that teams are getting better every single time is a testament to um, how important this game, uh, this sport is to people and, uh, you know, just women especially. That's what we're talking about. Um, and, you know, it's, it's really kind of amazing to share the court with, you know, such strong women, both on, you know, on the finesse side and also on whatever team that we're playing against. Um, it's really fun. It, you know, I love dodgeball and I love any chance that I get to play, um, especially with these girls. Awesome. How about you, Alyssa? I would say the same. And I would add that I feel like in this tournament this past weekend, there are so many like excellent examples of sportsmanship and of people supporting each other, which makes these tournaments like I can still remember my first elite tournament and being like, oh, my God, what's happening? This is so scary. I don't know any of these people. Um, and just like seeing how like at that point in time, maybe three years ago, we were a Bay Area team going to like a very L.A. based tournament. Whereas now there's lots of teams from all over and just kind of seeing how like women are really out there supporting each other, no matter what the team, um, whether that's people shagging for each other, people like playing each other and like complimenting really awesome plays, even if it ends up with like one team losing and another team winning. And just, I really appreciate that about this sport. And it's not, it's not an easy thing to throw balls at each other and then walk up to <laughs> each other and compliment each other in the high five line. And just like really want to see that continuing and flowing um, in the next tournaments. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. And I, I love explaining this to, uh, to friends of mine outside of dodgeball and, and coworkers and whatever, just, yeah, you know, we, we play a game where the point is to throw a projectile at this person and obviously you want to hit them hard. Um, not out of, you know, not trying to be malicious, but you obviously don't want them to catch them. So it's a very, like, I don't want to say personal, but very in-your-face aggressive sport. But that once it's all said and done, most of us can go hang out at a bar and, and be friends. <laughs> I say most of us because I guess uh, Brenda Kramer and uh, Alana Meek's friendship, rest in peace, is done. But uh, for the rest of you us... You just called her Alana. Your friendship is over, too. Oh, she knows I can't That's say That's the right. French <laughs> pronunciation of Alana. <laughs> Brenda, come on. Uh, I learned I nothing about Steve. There are, I guess there are just a couple people I just like, I know their name, I know how to say it, I've asked 30,000 times already, but I'm just going to overthink it anyway. I know it's Elena, but I, uh, I'm i old. I'm just old and senile. You know, Steve, you're doing a tough job. We appreciate you. Yeah. Elena, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I'll probably forget your name again when I see you again, because it's just, hey, it's Elena. No, what if it's Elena, though? I've heard it once. Oh, well... And I'm just going to walk away awkwardly because I don't know how to say hi to you. That's what's going to happen in round three. So I'll actually be there. But um, thank you. But yeah, um, before I dig myself into any further of a grave, uh, <laughs> guys, thank you so much for, for you know, hopping on and um, recapping. I'm, I'm really enjoying these. Um, I think it's awesome that uh, I'm able to have enough content to make it a separate episode instead of trying to jam everything into one and so definitely using this as a as a standard practice moving forward so um i think what we'll do is just go ahead and end the interview there 
All right, so that was a recap of the Elite Dodgeball West Round 2 Women's Division Tournament that took place this past Saturday, May 4th. And um, right off the bat, just huge congratulations to Finesse for taking the um, first place in No Sting Division and FTFB for taking first place in the Foam Division. It was really cool being able to kind of watch how these teams um, changed and progressed uh, from round one into round two and just seeing some of the improvements that were made and some of the the differences and just kind of get an idea of what round three is going to look like um as was stated by brendan and Alyssa, it, it seems like it's it's anyone's game so um really curious to see how round three is going to play out and really excited to actually get to be there so i can watch it firsthand and also, um, on that note, thank you so much, uh, Brenda and Alyssa, for hopping on, being willing to share your experience with me and help me kind of piece together what took place. It's definitely, um, it's never an easy an easy ask to uh, to recap, especially as a player. Um, these weekends, we live for them, and then they're just a blur, and next thing you know, we're, we're going home and, and licking our wounds and, and um, you know, walking off the soreness and looking forward to the next one. So I really appreciate anybody that's able to look back, whether it's an article uh, give us videos, do live live streams, um, or produce any kind of content that lets us, you know, just live in the moment. So, huge shout out to to them and anybody else that that does that. Um, it's it, it just adds to the awesomeness that's dodgeball. But um, before I get all heavy winded, I'm going to go ahead and break there. So I guess we'll see you later this week for the round two um, open division recap. And until then, have a great uh, rest of your evening, a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next time. Bucks versus Celtics. Were, there's so many teams left still. Did you just say the Celtics? You just called them the Celtics. Celtics. <laughs> he doesn't know basketball. I wasn't I lying, guys. I was dead serious. <laughs> the Celtics are playing the deer. <laughs> They're playing what? The deer. The antlers. <laughs> Do you see them? Oh, that's out there. And then you get like the little uh, hor- the horseshoes. The Celtics, the Celtics versus... <laughs> You got the miners against the, the Baratheons, uh, I'm pretty sure. Let's Omegas. just go there. It's happening. Yeah. The so- wildlings. Wildlings versus Celtics.